0: Welcome to this week of Get Fixed Podcast. Me, Coach Campbell, Coach George, Coach Austin. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? How you doing? Yo. Quick week. Quick week. Yes, sir. Quick week. Hot topic. So let's dive right into it. Hot topic still. Fair play act. So we had a very prominent coach speak on this topic, which I think is great that he spoke on this topic. So we have Coach K from, from Duke. Who is actually siding with the Fair Play Act. Um, So I'll just read a quote from what he said. We have not always responded well to the needs and rights of our players. Swiftly and frankly, we are playing catch up after years of stagnant rules. I don't want to pretend. I won't pretend to understand the complexities of such a change. However, it is a sign that times in college Athletics are changing, and we need to adapt in a sensible manner. We need to stay current with what's happening, and this is pushing the issue. So
1: what are you guys' thoughts on that? I I think Coach K is right. You know, you got to stay up with the times, Um, but it's a a long time coming. with all those college people getting paid, all those colleges making money, profits off those uh, student athletes, jersey sales, uh, ticket sales, facial uh, sales. When you're selling uh, bobbleheads and other things like that in, in, in the stores, those athletes are are able to get some type of uh, revenue now from it. Uh, if, if Coach K is agreeing with it, you know, a lot of people start, are going
2: to start coming around uh, once they, you know, see he's on board. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was, uh, when I was reading to it, I kind of caught my eye too. And I mean, maybe we didn't discuss it last week, but, um, and maybe we did, but the fact that the NCAA, they not like, they not necessarily liking it, but, um, The fact that the coaches, not the coaches, but the schools are not actually being involved with it. My understanding when I had first read it was that, you know, uh, because it was a question that me and Austin even talked about before we even did the podcast. Like, um, how are you going to divide that? But after uh, reading it, it's all on the individual. So if you feel like you have yourself to uh, have something that's worth marketing, you can go out and reach out and, and get an agent. That was the newest thing that I had really read because uh, I guess I didn't have a true understanding of what it was. But that's it, you don't even have to be the star player on the team. Like if you got somebody who's, like say, I just did an internship with Nike, hey, guess what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a college player in California, and if you want to use my image, hey, here we go, let's try to strike this deal. That's not a bad idea for these kids because – I mean, a lot of kids are struggling. You got to figure a lot of the kids who are actually playing these sports and where they're getting them from, um, they're getting them from a lot of kids from the inner cities, you know what I'm saying? So, so, um, and they're not coming from that wealthy background that um, some other kids might be, you know, accustomed to or something like that. So, you know, that money is going to be needed, you know, and, I, and, I, and now thinking about it, I supported a little bit more than what I did after doing some more research, but. The problem that I foresee is how the NCAA going to handle it because after reading some more, they're not in favor of it So it, at all. You know what I'm saying? It goes against their pay for performance thing too. Um, and they're trying to, from what I was reading again, they're trying to not have those particular schools. Since we're talking about California because right now California the only one to, um, to pass it even though it's other people um, talking about it. Um, they're not going to even, from what they're saying, NCAA saying, they might not even let these guys even participate. So, say USC goes undefeated in the Pac-12 in 2023, and they might not even get a chance to play for the national championship. So, you got to, you know, that's a pro to con right there. Like, hey, I can go make this money, but – how, how? what's more important to you, making that money or being the winner in the national championship? I mean, most kids are going to take that money, so they're going to go to California. We don't care if we play the championship. We just want to get paid for college football. But, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing and a bad thing with that. I just look at it from a standpoint
0: of, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to be making crazy money, you know. And when I first saw this pop up, with Coach K agreeing to it, the first thing I thought about was the Jalen Rose and, and the Fab Five, you know, and ironically, a few hours later, I was just scrolling on YouTube and Jalen Rose just did an interview with Vlad TV. And this kind of came up, you know, something that I actually missed in watching the Fab Five. So, you know, Jalen Rose had his old issue with, with Coach K and, and not recruiting in the inner city, and he had an issue with Grant Hill because he was jealous that Grant Hill came from a wealthy background, you know. So what Jalen Rose was was getting at, and I, I watched the interview again, what he was getting at was, and and he he you know, he's been lately saying that I've been talking about this for 25 years, is that we were mad that we saw, you know, the long shorts being advertised. The Nike, not Nike, just the long black socks being advertised. You know they had Fab Five hirachis that they didn't see a dime from. You know which you know he kind of brushed it off, but his main thing was you know he's seen his name on TV, he's seen his name everywhere. Everyone knows who he is. He can't go anywhere. Everything right? Selling the jerseys. Selling the jerseys. Everything right? School gets out, and and this is what what really raised my eye to this. School gets out. You know nowadays. If you come from that, you know, urban background or that crazy background, you stay on campus during the summer. You know, he went back home and he's he's right back in inner city Detroit and without any money and everything. And and that's when the the issue where he was around some friends that got caught in that raid, you know, so that's that was what, you know, first came to my mind when I first saw Coach K, you know, then I thought about the Jalen Rose thing, and it's like, ironically, that it popped up in my feed about that. So, in a nutshell, that was, like, my main argument or the reason why I was all for it, you know, when we spoke about it last week based off, you know, just eating and all that. So, that was, uh, I thought that was very eye-opening, and the fact that, you know, Coach K is all aboard with it, I think uh, the NCAA should push it, but, we know is this is gonna take time, and it's a lot of gray areas in this. So,
2: yeah, essentially, you have um, three years. <laughs> I mean, it don't even come into effect till 2023. So, and, and they're not really offering a lot. They just saying they're getting paid, and they don't have no under no underlining uh, things under it. So, right now, you only got the three years. You know, you can really iron everything out, wrinkle it out, the pros and cons. And then maybe the NCAA NCAA get on board with that, but then I mean, shoot, they might have to break bread too. Cause now, now people getting paid. Now, shoot, I want some of that TV revenue money. You know what I'm saying? My agent gonna negotiate. My, you know, if I get an agent in college, if I had one, yeah, um, I know we playing on Fox One Sports. Um, me and my teammates need some of that money, bro. <laughs> so. Just looking
1: at that, um, it's talking about that revenue. You know, going back. Washington, Ohio State versus Michigan State, Uh, all pregame, it was pretty much, you know, Chase Young this, Chase Young that. Everly. Chase Young being the first-round draft pick, being the first overall pick, Uh, Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that. You know, they did the whole pregame. They had the whole uh, intro uh, for Ohio State of those guys. You know, so now Fair Play Act is involved those kids are able to get revenue off of every time, every time, every time. So
0: definitely. So we'll, we'll see how that, that goes in the future, which, you know, I hope it goes the way we all hope it goes. So let's switch gears real quick. College football. We're six weeks in. What are you guys thoughts? Any surprises? Anybody that's underachieving in your eyes?
2: Yes. Um, with, with my nephew going to the Pac-12, I'm looking at Washington. Um, they got two losses already, so I'm, I'm kind of like, I thought they was going to run the table, to be honest with you. I thought the only person that they were going to have trouble with was the, uh, with Utah, but they done lost two games, and, and the way Arizona playing right now, they might lose three, you know, so um, that's really the biggest well, – that's one of the biggest ones. I've been paying a lot more attention to the Pac-12 now, um, so – that's probably the biggest um, surprise. Michigan is a surprise, but then again, it's not because they've been so inconsistent. But that's Jim Harbaugh holding them boys back. Man, we talk I, about that all the time.
0: Uh, he, he's the reason only because he won't open his playbook. You know, it, it's it's three tight end sets or it's two tight end sets, and it's a it's it's an eye formation, and you run a play action, and you got two tight ends dragging in the post. It's it's, it's easy to guard, and and you got max protect. So it's easy to guard. Um, I would just say, Jalen Hurts is like really bro, ju- is jumping off the table bro. right now.
1: Is it Jalen Hurts or is it Oklahoma's offense? No,
2: it's Jalen Hurts, bro. Have
1: you seen he, him? He, he, he just Lincoln Riley just had the
2: last two Heisman Trophy winners, number one draft pick. Okay, true. so is, true, is, it, is it Lincoln Riley? No, we we talking about a dude that couldn't throw though. Now, I mean, he was he was learning how to throw when he was leaving. How Alabama. you learn how to throw, you got a full range scholarship to Alabama. Yeah, but he wasn't no high high percentage thrower passer like he is now. He's sixty seven percent pass. I mean I agree, hey, but, but he's putting the time into it too. Because they said after the um the one game I watched, he, he felt that they um they won by thirty, but he didn't like how it looked. So he went and put in two more hours right after the game. Wait, that's man. I don't think that's I don't think that's the coach bro. I think a lot of that is his work ethic. I'll say it's. You fun. know what I'm saying? It's I'll a combination. You, you, you did. Right you, had, yeah, you. Hey, I'm giving him credit. You definitely got Lincoln. I, I'm giving him some credit, but he didn't had how many good quarterbacks out of there. Out of Oklahoma, he's had them. He done I, had. Uh, I, he didn't had, uh, had a lot though. Landry, or uh, <laughs> there when Landry was there too. Yeah. I, think um, he, um, I, um, I think he. Quarterback. I think he's a <laughs> great. I give him credit. He's a great
0: quarterback yeah. to love. So, I'll I'll say it's 60-40. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Agreed. And then I'll I'll give you, I'll give you 25 on so Jalen Hurts, and then I'll give you the other 15 and just miscellaneous. Yeah, man, and, and say it's the Lange. offense. But uh,
1: They got a nice wide receiver out there too.
0: Yeah, they do. Um and I'm I'm liking what I see. Um so who you guys think the You know who I like?
1: Who? L S U. They got a quarterback. Man. That Burroughs guy is a monster. He Joe from Ohio, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I saw him in high school against uh, St. V. Man. St. V. St. Mary. That, yep. that Burroughs kid can play some football, Yes, he man. can. LSU has always been like a quarterback away
0: from a national championship. And now that they finally have one and like, they're opening it up, you see everyone knows flourish. So who do you guys think are the best four
2: teams right now? The best four teams? and people are going to hate me right now too because Ohio State is not in my best four until they beat Wisconsin. I don't think that I, – I just seen a lot of, from Ohio State. They look good against Michigan State, but i just seen some weak points on them. You know what I'm saying? Their line is not as strong. They just got great, 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 great athletes. You know what I'm saying? At that skill position. Um, but right now, currently, I will put them up there. Um, LSU, I will put up there. Oklahoma and – Clemson and Alabama, there's they, one of them two going to get knocked off. I'm sorry. I, that's what I believe. I feel like it's going to be Alabama. I personally don't think Alabama goes undefeated, and, mm-hmm. and this is my thoughts
0: on the SEC, especially that West. I think LSU loses at Alabama. I think Auburn loses at LSU, and I think Alabama loses at Auburn the last game of the year. And that's their rival. That's the rival. You know, And same thing with uh, Auburn. Every year they have a, a quarterback that can really run that offense and actually throw the ball downfield. They're successful. So I would say my top four teams in no particular order, Clemson, until you knock knock, knock the champs off, mm-hmm. Ohio State, I disagree with what you say, George, and I am not an Ohio State fan. But I think they're probably the most complete team right now from what I'm seeing. I haven't really watched Alabama yet. Ohio State's playing pretty good football right now. They're playing pretty good football. Of course, we want to see them play Wisconsin. Um, And then Alabama, just because they're Alabama and they have the greatest coach I've ever seen. Um, And then that wild card, number four, I think it's, it's like 4A and 4B between Oklahoma and LSU. And I think Jalen Hurts puts, elevates oh, Oklahoma right. because he's coming from that, that saved him that Back. background, that leadership, mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing how to close games. And I think that's going to elevate them as a team. Um, I know I watched them a few times this year. and I, Their defense looks better, but we'll see this weekend when they play Texas because that's the game yeah. that yeah. I really yeah. want to see. The Red River
2: shootout. Yeah, that's the yeah. game I really want to see. classic. That's a classic, and it's in Texas too. I think you know one thing when you—I think Jalen hurts when you listen to him talk. uh, He's so much more mature than what he was when he was at Alabama. I think him sitting back um, and having to be when come from winning a national championship one year and then barely even playing the next—that humbled him. Like we want to talk about moments from last week that humbled us. Like I know that's got to be humbling him. I just won a national championship, but I can barely get on the field now. So um, I I know he's de- he's got to be determined. Just every time he speak, every time I've seen him on a podium he's after a game, he mature. And then you can just look in his eyes and be like, he he want it. Yeah. Like he really. Last year when you seen him, uh, well, when he was at Alabama last, he like, uh, you know, I, don't, uh, I ain't playing. I don't care. no. Nah, he focused. He like he want to prove to everybody in this country, like. He, he, he to me right now, he the front runner for the highway. Oh, definitely. Him and, uh, him and running back from Wisconsin. I'm sorry. running oh, back man, from he Wisconsin. Did, man, man, he, just did, he did Kent State dirty. <laughs> huh? He did Kent State dirty. I man, think he I, did. Like, He's doing a lot of people dirty. He got 20-plus touchdowns man. already. Man, Rushing. It, and it, he it. got like five receiving, bro. Y'all ain't seen that? Yeah. He got numbers. He had six last week. Yeah, but five it's one
0: <laughs> It's a quarterback dream. We know quarterbacks drive the Heisman. Yeah, I know. Um, but I think uh, LSU is, is right there too. Um, I'm waiting to see them, them. Them guys get tested as well.
1: So I'll go. I'll go with LSU instead of Oklahoma. And I only say that because the SEC and, and the Big Twelve. Um, you know, the Big Twelve is known for not playing great defense, uh, but. LSU is known to play great defense, great defense mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, I'll take LSU at four um, instead of Oklahoma. I'll put them at five right now. Yeah,
0: it's definitely you know going to be interesting and surprising, but we have, we're not talking about Georgia, even though Georgia's still pretty, pretty stout, too, they, you know, but they kind of...
2: That Notre Dame game. That Notre Dame game. That game, Notre I, game they won, but it wasn't convincing. Not yeah. like I thought it was going to be. For a minute, I thought another game was going to start to pull that game off, and then another they put it away in the fourth. school, who we thought they were, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay, why dude. I was expecting a blowout.
0: You know, or yeah, I was too. plus yeah. seventeen. You know, like they were covered. The, the most rushing yards in the country at the time, and, and Georgia's leading the country in rushing. So, you know, but that's how college football goes. That's how it goes, and we'll definitely see how this weeks go because this is like the midpoint. And, Every game starts to matter now, and everyone's going to be just like focused in on all these game attention and detail. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so let's talk about our kids in college. We have a lot of them.
2: Um, Make sure we ain't missing them I'm looking at the list like,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a lot. And um, just to go down the list, of you know guys and th- this is just like a quick shout out to everyone uh gear turnball ashland zane reese oha wesley dominic pegley alderson broadish zach lake alderson broadish diamante king toledo trey gully west virginia Wesleyan; mason tipton yale david gilchrist west liberty trey richardson akron Jalen knight akron marcus sahir youngstown state bryce shepherd notre dame college Devin Prue Ashland, Justin Moore, Ashland, Dawson Fitzpatrick, Eastern Kentucky University, Quan Easterling, George's new favorite team, Wisconsin, (laughs) J.R. Atkinson, Willing University, and Tyrus Dickerson, Eastern Carolina University. So, Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. Excuse me, Eastern Kentucky University. Yeah, he down there with his old teammate, Dawson. So, these are a lot of guys that, like, actually worked out with us, and – just looking at this over the last couple of days and it's like, wow, you know, and these guys are all, you know, some are starters, some are, are leading the team and receptions and everything of that nature. And some guys are just contributing on special teams, but it's it's amazing just to to see how these, get how far these guys have come. So, and then just, you know, a special shout out to, you know, Bryce Shepard, you know, this past weekend, he had seven tackles and two interceptions. The weekend before that, he had a, Pump block for a touchdown. That's what's up. True freshman. True freshman. <laughs> Notre Dame College, the number, I want to say, three in, team yeah. in Division two right
2: now. They're yeah. coming off of uh, – Playing the state national championship. So, running right. the final, four. final. Final
1: four. Final four.
2: So, yeah. he's starting at a freshman on a very good team. Yeah, they got a great team up there.
0: And Mason Tipton, starting I'm as a freshman it. at Yale.
2: Yeah, Mason got a chance to break their records. I know I talked to him um, because you know him and Chip good friends. Uh, I talked to Mason and then uh, before he left, and and I'm like, bro, they only got their career guy is only 2,000 yards career receiving, like 2,300, and one season is like 1,000 is the best. I like 1,100. I'm like Mason, you can go in there for four years. Get five hundred yards, six hundred yards, and you'll be the all time <laughs> leading. But he's already going out there doing amazing things. He Had his
0: first touchdown last week.
2: Yeah, yeah. two weeks ago, first two, touchdown yeah. last weekend. He had his second touchdown. Yeah. First, that that catch it's, was amazing. Yeah, did yeah. did you see? It? Y'all need to go on. Um, y'all need to go on Twitter or or, or search Mason Tipton or or go or on online website. and go on Yale and look at that catch he made for his first touchdown catch, um, in college. It was amazing, man. That's just a, a, a um, a kudos to him. And a, a cheers to him for, you know, the work that he put in because Mason put in a lot of work. He came to see um, Glenn last year, and he put a lot of work in, in that offseason uh, and made himself better, a lot better. And I think that, that work ethic is transforming in the college too. Yeah, I'm proud of Mason. <clears throat> I'm proud
0: of Mason. Zane Reese, until this past weekend, you know, his numbers kind of dropped a little bit because he, he faced a national uh, ranked team. Um, Mason Tipton, uh, excuse me, Zane Reese, Wow, Wesley! Right now, he's third in completion percentage in the NCAC, and he's fifth in passing yards. Hmm. But we we all know how efficient he is. Right now, through five games, he has no interceptions. Wow, that is crazy for for a first year starter. <laughs> that's hey, <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. As, as a as a sophomore, um, after transferring from Ashland, um, and, and we know this. You know, we know he went his senior year. I think. It went until the it was the, crazy numbers the, the, the second round of the playoffs is when he threw his first interception as a senior in high school and that was off a of tip pass so you know just just watching zane i'm not surprised but um some some people who really don't know him and, and maybe checking on him um zero interceptions through five games um in college is, is absolutely uh, as a college quarter as a college quarterback. It is it, pretty no, it's pretty good. No matter what, love yeah, you no matter all, what level you on, no matter what level you on, that is amazing. And then Peg, you know, he, he he's leading his team in, in receiving yards right now. Um, and 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 we've had him for years. So and we've been seeing uh,
2: how how his work ethic is is, is yeah. affecting him the field as well, and improving and improving. Yeah, and improving. improving, not just improving, but um, thing that I seen last session, he came um, and worked out with us was his body. Yeah. Like he, yeah, like he's still muscular and still fit, but he worked so hard that he trimmed a lot of that fat down that he had. So he he like ten or fifteen pounds lighter than what he was, but he still ripped and cut. He still looked like he about two thirty. Yeah, but he but but he not though. That was what's so, so crazy, man. And a big shout out to all these kids. The one thing that y'all might not know about these kids is. Um, their work ethic, and then every one of them are high-character guys. You yes. know what I'm saying? Well, that, yes. that go back to what we were talking about last week about being a high-character. And if you listen to what um, he was talking about earlier about the fair play with Coach K, um, he uh, he said something about the uh, high-character, too, in there, too. So when we tell you about high-character and, and being a good character, you need that.
0: Definitely. So let's talk about recent offers. And I know Austin and George. We talked about this kid after the Copley game and him running, him having a pick six. I couldn't wait to show y'all to play. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Gates recently received two offers. He's a junior at Akron East. He recently received an offer from Central Michigan and Akron. Um, I know this is Austin's guy, and he's been working with him. He's molded this guy, and we're starting to see that and him become a football player.
1: He got some good uh, role models around him. Uh, he has um, Sean Jones, who also plays corner, who's going to the University of Cincinnati. Uh, he has Amarion um, Robinson, who uh, plays free safety for us, who's going to Youngstown State. Um, then you have Bengali Kamara. Um, in the inside, who's going to uh, pit? And then you got Martin Lee uh, in the inside that linebacker also, who has a few options uh, available right now too. Um, so he has a, he has a boatload of people around him, and he, his athletic ability is he's crazy, is just off the charts, crazy. Uh, but you know, actually learning the position and learning the technique uh, of playing that position, you know, he got to. You know, watch Sean, watch Mariano, and how they actually go about business, and uh, learning the techniques and, and taking it serious because they know they're going to uh, the next level already, and they know they got to get better each and every day. So, you know, he's putting some of that into his game. Uh, still, still growing, still learning, uh, but great, great upside. He's absolutely on himself. Definitely,
0: definitely. Shout out David Stovall too. Um, he hasn't worked out with Alpha's yet. Um, but I actually saw him in person a few weeks ago and we're talking about a raw receiver, six three receiver. Who runs great routes just needs a little bit of uh tuning up, um, just to get, you know, a little bit better. But he recently received actually yesterday. He received an offer from Kentucky. Um, his first offer, his first offer was from the university of Kentucky. So he's a junior at Stowe high school right now. Um, and he has like a huge upside. So, I sent him a text message congratulating him and, you know, he was pretty much telling me how it came out of nowhere, you know? So my gist of that is that they were playing someone and the Kentucky, K- Kentucky coaches were there or whoever was there to see another kid. And he like jumped off the board because he said he has no, he had no contact with Kentucky and it was kind of a surprise. So that just goes to show you, you know, if, if you're hungry for some attention or an offer, you know, you never know who's in the stands watching whoever, you know. So that's just a testament that, you know, everyone needs to to take every game serious, don't know, take a playoff, because you never know who's watching. I mean, a coach could have seen him run a nice route, could have seen him take a slant to the, to the house, which is, in my opinion, receiver, if, if you can take a slant to the house, you're always good in my book. Um, Especially if you're six three, yeah, six three. That's a big target. That yeah, can a move. Big target, definitely. That you know, and and that can run away from uh, DB. So, congratulations, Dalen. Um, um, that that's very huge. And uh, get ready because uh the, the the floodgates are open now. So more is
1: going to come your way for sure. Yeah, just a little on stove wall. We we did a seven on seven with Stowe, and uh, you know just watching the way he worked. Uh, I was just, hey, man, who's this kid? You know, I had to ask the coach in the, in the middle of seven or seven, hey, man, who that, who that wide receiver over there? You know, and, and like, you, like you can see, we got two pretty good corners. So when I had to ask, like, hey, man, who's that kid over there? Uh, so, you know, big upside. Yeah, it was a big upside on you know, And Congratulations on that first offer.
0: So, Players of the Week nominees, this is uh, week six. Previously? Week six? Week week seven? This is, week six. this is from week six. So, nominees. A repeat nominee had another monster game. Dominic Leparo, senior athlete at Wadsworth, had a huge win over a pretty good, no, very good Stoke Bulldog team. 18 carries, 440 yards, one touchdown, four receptions for 60 yards. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the all-around game for Dom. Darian Lewis. They had a a pretty big win, St. Vincent, St. Mary, over Warren Harding as well. that, from the sounds of it and people that were there, turned out to be a a pretty thrilling game. Classic. Classic game, yeah, Yeah. down there at uh, Sistone Field. So two catches for 106 yards, two touchdowns, eight carries for 23 yards, one pass for 31 yards, and then on defense he had three-and-a-half tackles, three were solo, and one was assisted. And then our guy – David Haverstick Jr., senior athlete at Ellett. 12 tackles on defense. 74 yards rushing and a touchdown versus Lutheran East. A pretty good Lutheran East
1: team as well. I think they were 4-1. 4-1. Yeah, 4-1. 5-1. Something like that, yeah.
0: Definitely. And then Savion Washington. 6'9", Savion Washington. The big, the big fella. 6'9", 310-pound Savion Washington. Scored his first touchdown. It's probably going to be his only touchdown of his career. unless yeah. they do tackle eligible again. They did the tackle el- eligible. <laughs> he had one catch for three yards, and he scored on it. And he let everyone know on Twitter that he's a part of his own six now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, the big fella. So, congratulations, Dave. Uh um, That's big saving. Yeah, it is, man. Player of the week. Let's hear it. Um, this is tough. It is tough. I like Dom, man. I know Dom since him and Chip played against each other when they was kids. You know, he shout out Dom Leprolo too, cause I know you were you a heck of a, a wrestler too. A lot of people don't know that, but he like a state qualifier in wrestling, every year. Something like that every year, every year, man. So shout you out, Dom. Um, I know you remember who I am, so um, but my player, I gotta go with Dave Haverstick. I, 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 that's my guy, man. Um, I got a chance to work with Dave a lot over the last few years, like a lot. Like we had a lot of one-on-one sessions last year, uh, when he made the transition from a defensive end to a linebacker, and then to see where he at now. Like last year, I think he had 73 tackles. Then y'all showed me his stats. Like he had 73 all season. He got, he six got five, 65 right, right now, now. Before games, to go. like and four with four games to go. Like and now, if you go look at him on film, Austin, you just we you just showed me that. He's playing tailback. He's playing tight end. He plays starting the year receiver too. Man, man, look, that is crazy. Like, I knew he was that type of athlete, but I never felt like it would put him in that position to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I ever felt like he was the athlete to run the ball, though. I ain't going to lie, but he looked good, man. He like, he's 6'4", 210, bro, and you're moving like that. Man, I got to give you the – because I didn't even know until I just literally looked at the film just before we started this podcast. And Man, I'm proud of you, Dave. I tell you that all the time, man. I text you. I don't talk to you as much. But I text you all the time and tell you how proud I am of you because I know how hard you work. And, and just be patient, man, because I know you want to play football at that next level. And um, they're going to be coming for you, man. Once they see all your all your body at work, man, they can't. I mean, you put you put all your body work together, bro. They can't. Somebody got to have you on their field. You know, they'd be dumb not to. And we're going to try our best here at Fix to, you know, to do what we can to help you get there too, man. But that's my nominee. Coach
1: I got to go with have a stick too. I mean, I know what he can do on defense and 12 tackles in a big game isn't surprising. But when I watched his film and he was lining up that tailback and was rushing the football, that just showed me right there that, you know, he put his team on his back. He do, he's doing Literally. he's doing that for his team. Yeah. Um uh, And to rush for seventy six yards and never really playing running back before, and and you had a tug. Uh, I gotta go have a stick.
2: I'm torn, hey, man. Hey, and you see him trying to run people over in the video too. That was what's so crazy. Like he's trying to truck people. I'm like, dang. That's the type of attitude that he then took going into his senior year, man. That's what make it such a great senior year for him. I'm torn between Darian and, and Dave. So, so Darian had those two catches for
0: 106 yards, but he had one that was 89 yards that like sealed, sealed again. the game. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm a receiver, so I'm kind of biased. Yeah. So, and I'm a linebacker too. <laughs> but week six player of the week. Goes to David Averstig, man. Congratulations, Um, Dave. Congratulations, Dave. And as always, you know how we feel about you. You know, we always have your best interests. And it's amazing to see what you're doing right now. And the fact that you became the biggest thing at Elliott, your biggest quality right now, other than your stats, is you become a leader, you know, and that's something that's high character that we've been preaching all year, and and, um, it's great to see how you're playing right now. So congratulations to Dave Haverstick Jr., senior athlete at L.A. High School. Congratulations, Dave. Congratulations, Congratulations, Dave. Congratulations, Dave. My favorite topic, favorite time, gridiron story. So today's gridiron story is, or topic, what is something you learned or a habit that you picked up on Or in other words, a habit that you wish you had as a freshman in college to what you had as a senior in college?
1: Well, I I started out um, with me. You know, uh, it's more of the leadership um, being there. My senior year, uh, I didn't have any senior running backs besides myself. And, um, you know, I had a whole bunch of young guys who was looking up to me and like, you know, uh, the best thing I believe I gave them was how you watch film, you know, how you work in the, in the weight room and how you go out there and practice every day, uh, to get yourself better and get yourself ready for, uh, for the game that week. um, uh, I believe going into it as a freshman, I didn't really look at it like that. Uh, I, you can use it as immature, but I came in there and I was just, I was there, you know. Okay, I go to go to practice. Uh, I sit in the film, try to sit in the back. I'm a freshman. I ain't playing. I ain't watching nobody. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting on the field. So, you know, back in the back of the room, you know, trying to get a quick nap before we go out there to practice, um, you know, but that – that running back room became mine as a senior, you know, and I wasn't allowing those guys to do that um, on a consistent basis, you know? So I would say, you know, more leadership um, showing those guys because um, one thing y'all really don't know is uh, I played my first three games of my senior year in college and then I, I smashed the main nerve in my neck and I couldn't play. So, um, all those younger guys that I spoke of had to play, you know. And the, and the best thing that I can say that I gave them, you know, uh, was getting them ready. Um, I was a senior. I was a fifth year senior. I was not taking a thousand reps in two days. You know, I would get my my couple reps in, and I get Alvin in. I get Himmagarn uh, in. Uh, I get Daniel Barnes and I get all those guys reps. You know, it it doesn't nothing beat being out there on the field and actually getting live reps. Uh, And I believe it helped our team because, you know, um, me being a captain, me getting injured, um, you know, costing my team. I'm not saying costing my team, but, you know, uh, team got to look at a different person a different way. Uh, And they had to count on these young backs. And uh, they were able to, you know, continue the winning streak, you know. Uh, And I was able to come back at the end of the season and play the last three games of the season. Uh, But those guys held it down while I was gone. We didn't lose a game. So, uh, you know, I could say it was more leadership. Uh, Me being immature as a freshman, not really knowing, People not telling me, you know, trying to find your own way to I know exactly what's going to happen and i will give you guys everything I got, you know, to take it on with you, you know. We were 10-1 my, my senior year and when those guys the next year when I left, I think they were like 9-2 and two, cool, or something like
2: that. <laughs> so, so um, <clears throat> something I would say that I learned um, that I picked up on, um, it wasn't well, it was major when it came down to it. My um, thing was picking up on film. Um, like, I used to watch film a lot in high school, um, but just I was just watching film. Uh, after learning what I learned in college, I was just really just looking at it just, you know, to see myself and see the highlights. But um, once I, I got thrown into the fire fast, uh, getting the Akron U, being 17 and all that, like I said on last podcast. Um, but the one thing that I didn't know was you know how to really watch film, and I give a lot of kudos to my coach, Coach Williams, Mike Williams. Shout out, Coach Mike Williams. And um, I got a little tool that is from Jason Taylor. You know he helped me out too. Um, him and um, Nate Boyd, um, they both helped me out a lot because we was a three starting linebackers coming in, and, um, and and they showed me how to watch film. Like I used to sit in the office with Coach Williams. Like I would have my first class like eight ten or eight or yeah, I think it was seven fifty. And at seven o'clock, I'm in there with Coach. Like we break it down, film. We going through film. He he give me tips. Um, look at the lineman splits. Look at their hand position. Um, shout out Curtis Williams too, cause he did give me a little bit of that in high school. But I wasn't I wasn't listening in high school. But when I got to college, um, listening to Coach Williams that I had there. Um, he coached Brian Cox, Jason Taylor, me, Nate Johnson, a lot of people. Um, so I, I respected his opinion a little bit more, not saying I didn't respect Kurtz because he was a great guy and I still talk to him now, but that was my main thing because what it what it did learning as a freshman is that the same concept I just said as far as not not concept, but same thing as I just said as far as not watching film, um, a lot of the guys that came in after me didn't even understand how to do that. And going into my senior year, um, the main reason we was lightweight, able to hang with Penn State the first half of the game um, is because I used to have sessions. Like, over the summertime, I used to have sessions to break it down for our teammates, what to look at, how to read it, you know what I'm saying, what to look at on the field, how to how to line up, because we went through, like, multiple defenses while I was there. So, the best thing was, like, this is where you need to line up up, This is where you need to line up at. Um, this is how it is. And then this is how y'all watch film. You know what I'm saying? I used to take film home with me. And that was one thing that I learned from my freshman year to my senior year uh, was the really how to learn learn how to watch film. And I think that process even allowed me to be a coach now um, because I can break down film like it's nothing. You know, I watch film like crazy. Austin knows when I was coaching William Mays last year. Um, we used to talk about film all the time because we watching film like we put more actually more film time into it than probably all the kids combined. So, um, that was my number one thing. The number one habit I learned to pick up on. Um, and then, you know, just staying after, you know, after weights and, you know, um, doing extra stuff like that. But that was the number one thing.
0: Maturity is definitely mine. You go in as a freshman and you get thrown into a fire with a position change. And now you feel like you're supposed to be that guy. So I'm transitioning from a quarterback to a receiver. so I'm running out there with my hand up, I think I'm open every time, just throw it, forgetting all the principles that like I learned playing quarterback and it it, it affected me, you know, because you start getting down on yourself and you're you're getting down to yourself and you're starting to question stuff now. You know, so maturity is something I wish I would have learned sooner because as I got older into my senior year and I was a more polished receiver, I'm, I'm mature. Um, I'm the only senior receiver in that receiver room. And, you know, it's 12 other guys. And, you know, now I'm seeing how these guys are struggling with playbooks and, you know, just not learning the ins and outs of, college football. Um, So we have younger guys that are competing for that rotational spot, and they're mad about a certain player getting reps and and everything of that nature because they feel they're better. Granted, they're a little more athletic than the guy that's ahead of them. And, you know, I just have to tell them, like, you know, he's, he's doing the little things. He knows his plays. Big thing is that he's blocking and he's catching the ball. You know, he's at all film sessions, everything, all the little stuff, coaches, you know, look at or judge you as a young player if you want to get better or not you know that's holding you guys back for me personally i wish i would have studied film like i studied my last year and not just watching the game like i was seven o'clock wide receiver coach watching film lunch time or break between classes watching film after practice watching film and you guys cast my wife because i met my wife in college and she used to complain that i watched film too much and not spend time with her. So
2: <laughs>
0: watching that and not just watching it, just watching the other game in itself. So my thing was, what I used to watch is, when I watched the film and the guys are playing with other than the coverages and everything they were playing, I would watch how they would do little stuff. like, how is this linebacker getting to the ball? How is this DB breaking on the, on the pass that wasn't thrown to him? How is he breaking on a comeback that's in front of him? Is he going for the kill shot, or is he breaking down? to try to make this tackle, you know, to see what the receiver. So I would study those type of movements and I would just simulate it in practice. Like this guy's going to do this. And, and even bigger, how are these guys playing these receivers? You know, what what releases are these guys doing to get off these jams or, or get off this cover two jam or anything like that? Or are they playing straight off, you know, even though that type of watching that didn't really trickle down to me because I got blanketed the whole year after my first three games. So, Just little stuff like that, watching film and being a leader and biggest thing, maturity, understanding the process of learning how to be a player versus individuality and wanting to score and doing all these things, learning how coaches think and talking to coaches. That's another thing, too. When you get to school, talk to your position coach um, and they'll tell you why you're not playing versus... You're talking to your teammates and, you know, they're playing me or telling your parents this and, you know, you haven't talked to your position coach. So maturity is is my biggest thing of what I wish I knew as a freshman in college, because I felt like that really elevated my senior year. And my senior year took off because I saw the game in a different in a different vision that year. I, I, I could tell everything. What every defense was going to do, even to this day, I could tell you every coverage that I saw that year and how every team played me and how everyone that lined up in front of me played me. To this day, I could still tell it. So maturity. So
2: y'all, I got a quick question for y'all both y'all. Um, now y'all y'all talked about y'all maturity level. Um, was that something that y'all just learned naturally, or was it? I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna break it down while I'm asking. Or was it y'all had somebody to look to? Like, for me, like, the reason I was able to be a captain my senior year, the reason I was able to um, play my, my freshman year was because of my coach. Like, I, my Coach Williams, shout out to, man, I, I can't tell you how much you've done for me, man. You should put books in my hand to read. Um, that made me a better man. Used to talk to me um about being a better man. Actually I used to have praise back in the day and he used to talk to me about the character thing that we talked to the kids about. It was never explained to me, um, before I got to college. And I never was the real bad character issue guy. You know what I'm saying? But just like dude that wrote the letter, they got a natural assumption. Like oh he got braids he a thug this and that and on I ain't I didn't even I didn't even grow braids till my second year my second semester in college <laughs> yeah that that the one picture I saw of you high school you was bald headed <laughs> yeah I was you know what I'm saying so but it, once I got the braids it was just a natural assumption did y'all have a coach like that that y'all could y'all could go to because I would say I was gonna say if you have one like that kids for the kids that's listening gravitate to him. You know what I'm saying. Even if it's not your position coach, because I know my position coach, he talked to everybody. He was probably the one coach that we had that anybody can go to. You know what I'm saying, and talk to him. And he would, because he was the only one who didn't have a family there with us, with, with him here in Akron. You know what I'm saying. So it was just him. So he took his time that he had, and he dedicated to putting into us going to church with us, taking us to church, reading books, doing anything. Anytime you had to ask him. And I think that's what helped with the maturity on our team because I ain't going to lie, we was all immature as freshmen, very immature, bro. Well, with me,
1: um, I I was fortunate to have two great running back coaches, Um, Henry Stanford, who's currently the uh, head coach at Hiram Mm -hmm. College, and uh, Ed Phillips, who's currently the head coach at uh, Seneca East High School. Um, I had Henry early, and uh, he showed me that work ethic. In the weight room, in the film room, uh, how to practice, you know, you how to practice hard and individual, uh, not just go through the motions. You know what I'm saying? And he gave us that work ethic. Uh, we'd do a whole workout with the weight room, with the in the weight room with the whole team, and he'd just tell me, Corbin and and uh, Earl, hey, y'all three gotta stay, and we'd do a whole nother workout with him. You know, and that ended up carrying over, you know, and granted, I had a lot of friends there um, with the Henry and and Davis boys and um, Bryson. We used to go in the weight room and live by ourselves, but we had already lifted with the team. So uh, I got to – I had two great running backs coaches that I can always count on, always talk to. Uh, Coach Phillips was that same type of guy. Um he was a high school teacher and we'd have those different type of conversations. And um and then, you know, I I was roommates with uh Nate Washington and um uh, Nate was a, a different breed of of athlete. Um he worked his tail off and didn't nobody know it. You know what I'm saying? And we have conversations and he like, yeah, I just ran down the street. I'm like, man, don't y'all street got big old you know, and they had like uh those those uh slow slow your speed car down, bumped. speed bumps in the street. He's like, yeah, I just got it in. I'm like, well shoot, sure, if you got it in, I need to go get it in. You know, and uh when me and him was roommates, uh, everybody didn't really understand or really know. You know, he was uh garnering a lot of attention from NFL scouts and a lot of attention from uh the opposing team um because of his athletic ability but what people didn't see is his work ethic and how much work he actually did put in and um him getting up early in the mornings at four or five in the morning going running and stuff and i'm going to baseball practice i am want baseball workouts he he going to just run you know what i'm saying and a lot of people didn't know that so that work ethic behind the scenes uh getting prepared for the season uh with, with nate that's my roommate was a uh be part of your process. Yeah, that was part of my process of growing. Mine was different. And it was different because
0: my four years in college, I played for three offensive coordinators and two head coaches. So when stuff like that happens, position coaches changes. I had four different position coaches. I had a new position coach every year. So for For someone to look look up to, so to speak, I didn't have that. My senior year going in, I think I got more advice from Antonio Pittman just working out with him at Bookdo in the summer, just running, not, not doing any skill work or anything like that, just him talking about his preparation and what the St. Louis Rams do at the time, the team that he was with, what they do as far as their workouts, what they get tested on when they go back to camp, you know, And we're running gassers, we're running hundreds, you know. And I'm telling him what I got to get tested on when I go back. And, you know, he's like, why don't you add, like, five more to that, you know, because I'm adding five more to mine. So it's like, motivation from him more than my actual coaches. And I just wanted to go out my senior year with a bang. I felt like my junior year, I didn't have a year I I, I liked because I had to play quarterback the last three games of the year, you know, my – we're breaking in a freshman quarterback and we had some quarterback injuries during the middle of the year. So from the first three games of me getting X amount of targets and touches and everything of that nature that goes with that to the middle of the season where you got quarterback injuries and and cohesiveness and chemistry is not there with the other quarterback. And then the last three games, me playing quarterback myself, you know, I wanted to go into my senior year and I wanted to have a a breakout year. You know, I I wanted to be – First team all conference because the previous two years I was honorable mention and I'm looking at some of these other guys that made second and first team, and It was like y'all dudes are not better than me, you know. So now I came into that year where I wanted to just make it unanimous. Like it is no, it's, it's no question that Glenn Campbell is the best in the league all a first team or second team. I wanted to be first team. I got first team, but it, I, I made sure I wanted to make sure that it was no. A uh, question that I ended up being first team or that I was all conference where it was no asterisks or where I could look back at the end of the season like, man, I know why these dudes is up here
1: versus why I'm not there. So recruiting, Coach Klopp, what you got for us today? And hey, so today we're going to talk about, um, and, and this is for uh, the student athletes, but also the parents, um, because a lot of parents didn't know. Uh, especially my parent, you know, come from single parent home, household. Home. My mom didn't play sports like that. So um, the NCAA core courses requirements, um, and then we can go into the NAIA uh, requirements also. Um, but the NCAA core courses requirements um, to be a Division One uh, athlete has to be. You know, Youngstown State, Butler, um, Akron U, Ohio State, those are Division I schools. You need 16 core classes. Um, Your 16 core classes come from uh, four years of English, three years of math. You have to have algebra one or higher for math, Um, two years of natural or physical science, Uh, including one year of lab in science. Um, You can't have one extra year in a math, uh, English or science. Um, So instead of just taking three years of math, you can take a fourth year of math. Instead of taking two years of science, you can take three or four years of science. Um, You need two years of social science, which is like social studies uh, or history. Uh, That could be street law. Uh, that could be, uh, African-American studies now, they, they have, got government now, they have that now okay. too. So, um, and then you need four years of additional core courses, um, which can be, uh, your Spanish, your, your art, design, business classes, uh, those type of classes, uh, to be, that'll get you your 16 core classes. Um, for Division Two, which is Notre Dame College, which is uh, Ferris State, which is Saginaw Valley, Wayne State, Walsh, Walsh. Uh, Ashland, Lake Erie, Ashland, those schools. Those type of schools, you need 14 core classes. Uh, and a little different, you need three years of English, uh, you need two years of math, uh, algebra one or higher still, you need two years uh natural science or physical science. um, You need two years of extra math, English, science. um, Beginning your third year, um, you need two years of social science, social studies, history. um, And then you need three years of additional core classes starting your junior year also. Um, And this is important to know because People ask, "Well, what's a core class? What's an elective class? You know, how do I get my core classes? You need to have certain core classes um, by the end of your freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year." Um, I teach in a building at East High School, and I know for a fact that we we had. Uh, class meetings and in each class meeting they discuss this in your core classes and how many core classes you have had or need um going into whatever grade you're in so um going into your senior year i can tell you right now you need 10 core classes going into your senior year Um, and that'll give you your fourth year math fourth year science uh, fourth year english um, and you can add your other um, core classes on, um, work we're, we're going to get into still talking about these core classes and, and your academic eligibility, uh, being eligible to be able to play, um, uh, at the next level. Um, we'll go back to, the, uh, NCAA division one. Um, like I said, you need your core classes, 16 core. You need to graduate high school. Uh, you need to earn a combined SAT or ACT, some score, that matches your GPA. So uh, right now, the new minimum to get into college is a 2.3 for Division One. You must have a 2.3 core GPA. Break that down a little, so little. more. core GPA is those math classes that we just discussed, those four years of English, those three years of math, those two years of uh, science, um, the extra year of math, science, or English, and then two years of social studies. Um, that sums up your 2.3 core GPA, so when you go in there, and it starts freshman year, so it's not just, okay, I can mess around, and I can do everything my my senior year, no. You got to, from when you start as a freshman, everything counts. So um, if you're getting Ds, these are 1.0s, so you'll get a 1. A is worth 4. A B is worth 3. A C is worth 2. A D is worth 1. And an F is worth 0. So that's the easy way for you to be able to add up your, and get your core g p a we're not taking elective classes we're not taking those arts those gyms those type of classes and putting them in your core classes that'll be your overall GPA. so as a to be a division one athlete, you need to have a two point three core class uh core uh, g p a and you need to have a sum of an a c t uh of 93 or a sum of an SAT of 1080. So, um, if you got a pencil pen, you know, please write it down. It is, it is online. You know, you can Google it. Um, you can find your ACT, SAT, sum scores. Um, you can find information about the Division One, Division Two worksheets, uh, and those are great to be able to use just to keep track of your your grades and, and the classes that you are actually taking. Um, the Division II requirements are a little different. You need uh, 2.0 to be able to go Division II. You need a 2.0, you need an ACT sum of 68, and you need an SAT sum of 820. Um, and if we can look on here, we have uh, the sums here for your ACT, SAT. So division two, we said 820. We look on here, we find 820, which you kind of need a 16 ACT score. You need 2.0 and, and 16 ACT. You know, um, I always go for, eight. Hey, man, we need 18. You know, a, a lot of schools require you to have 18s to get into school. So, um, we like to tell our kids, that, you know, we need 18 to get in. Um, division three is a lot different uh, to get into school. Division three is not a scholarship um, type of school. You do not get a- athletic scholarship money to go to school. So division one and division two, you do. On uh, division one, you get full ride scholarships. That means school is paid for 100 percent. Um yeah. Division two, uh, they go off of how much money they have in their budget. So a kid could get a full ride scholarship depending on his Pell Grant and his financial aid and then how much money, uh, let's say, the, the football team gives him. So if he can get a $8,000 scholarship and I can cover the rest of his tuition, then he'll be cool. But if he gets, um, let's say school costs $20,000 to go to, and he pay a grant and uh, um, financial aid only covers 15 and then they say they're going to give you $3,000 athletic money to go to school, you, you still owe you know, to go to that school. So in division two, you will have to either get a loan, um, for those $2,000 or you have to pay outright for those $2,000. Um, division two is is a little different than division one. Everything is paid for in Division one, but division two is an opportunity depending on, um, the cost of the school and how much athletic money athletic aid they give you. i um, still grants and, and different scholarships out there that you can apply for, but athletically, you know, they don't cover everything for you. Um, division three does not have athletic aid at all. You do not get any athletic aid at all. So, um, Glenn, you went You played Division Three ball, and I played Division Two ball, and George, you played Division One ball. So um, we all have uh, experience. You know, George doesn't have any loans. <laughs> he doesn't have any student loans. I did get but the Pell Grant, though, on I top of jealous, my scholarship. But, uh, you know, I do have student loans. I went to Division Two. You know, I did not have a full-ride scholarship when I was there uh, my first couple of years. Um, Glenn went Division three he did not have any athletic aid to go to school um in n a i a is a little different n a i a is right below division three n a i a can offer athletic scholarships those are your jucos right no
2: no it's like you. central state um no, uh, Walsh was, um, we, we, Walsh, not Walsh, Malone. Um, we just sent Cincinnati Christian. Christian? Yeah. Um, we just sent a kids, couple kids
1: okay. to Cincinnati Christian. Um, Davon Mason is down there also um, at Cincinnati Christian. They do offer um, athletic aid um, for the requirements for AIA. Um, you must meet two of the three following requirements. Uh, GPA must be 2.0. ACT must be 18, SAT must be 860, uh, or you must graduate in the upper half of your class. So um, those are different things that you know people need to know. Um, I have the D- division one, division two worksheets here. Um, but those are great things to go by. Um, and if you if you just follow the, the division one requirements. Of getting a 2.3 and uh, getting an 18 or higher ACT score, um, you fall under the requirements for no Division right Two, Division Three, and NAIA. So um, you must you must go to your counselor. You must find out your classes, look at your transcripts, and, and see where you're at. Um, that can go from freshman year to sophomore year, to junior year, to senior year, go and find out where you at right now because there is opportunity that, hey, maybe I'm taking a class I don't really need to take, but I got a D as a freshman. I'm a junior. I got a D minus in, you know, English class. Well, if you're taking a class you really don't need, to try to take that class over so you can, you know, try to improve your, your GPA in that in that class, even if it's a semester, um, try to improve that D minus in that class,
2: uh, so your transcript, your your core GPA can go up. um, um yeah. The reason that we kind of gave you the information is because I know I talked to a couple parents over the last couple weeks, and and said um, their kid was getting recruited from. Uh, a Division two school, so they needed to understand the difference. That it might be, they might have to pay, and that's why we uh, kind of gave you that y'all needed that, that information. Um, so we, we needed to give y'all, so y'all can understand, like when a coaches and recruiting is coming around, um, what to expect. You know what I'm saying, and what they need, what your kids need to do, and what to expect if they don't have those requirements.
0: That was some pretty good information. Uh, thanks for that information, Coach Klopp. Hey. We're out of time for today. Thanks you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys continue to follow us on social media. That's Fix Sports Academy on Facebook. The podcast Get Fixed a Pod on Twitter. That's Get Fixed Pod at that's on Twitter and Instagram is Get Fixed a Podcast. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.